Investor intelligence provides general information only. You should consider seeking independent advice to see how this information relates to your unique circumstances. Please refer to the terms and conditions available at investorintelligence.com.au for more. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Investor Intelligence, brought to you by the team at The Property Mentors. It's your weekly podcast for all things investment and hosted by me, Phoebe Sikowski-Wallace. So it is the start of May and on Tuesday last week, we of course had the latest cash rate announcement from the RBA. Unfortunately, (laughs) last week uh, when we wanted to release this episode, a few of us got sick. So big thank you to COVID for that. (laughs) But we're back again and joining me today to give an update and just just to share our thoughts is Aaron Best, a members experience director here at The Property Mentors, who is also just now our go-to interest rate and inflation update guy. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you for having me back again. Oh, of course. <laughs> now, Aaron, last month the RBA put the cash rate on hold, which meant property investors and other mortgage holders were offered their first reprieve in almost a year. Now, they've gone and increased it again. It's now sitting at 3.85%. Did we expect this rise after the pause that we had? Actually, no. Um, a lot of people were predicting that we would have another pause. Um, the inflation rate has passed its peak. The RBA have, have confirmed that it passed its peak. Um, so we we expected that they would potentially hold it again. Um, unfortunately, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was increased by 25 basis points. Um, and the, the biggest reason that they've, they've pushed that is that they are really steadfast in trying to get back to that 2 to 3% inflation. Even though we have passed the peak, 7% is still too high for them. Mm. And do we have an idea of how the RBA are making these decisions? Yeah, so they're they're obviously looking at um, a a number of different factors across um, a number of different uh, industries and and things like that. Um, They came out in their their monetary policy decision this week, um, or last week, sorry, uh, to say that goods price inflation is clearly slowing due to better supply and demand um, following the pandemic. Um, But we are still seeing the price of services um, still very high and broadly based. Um, that comes down to a lot of things such as our low unemployment rate. Um, so a low unemployment rate may sound like a really good thing, but it means that it's much more difficult to hire people. Mm. So if there's not a lot of people who are unemployed, there's not a lot of people looking for work. And then when companies need to hire people, they have a less of a pool of people to choose from, meaning that the people that do come to them will want more money. It means more wages, means more money in the economy, means more people are spending money means higher inflation. Mm. So there's there's that kind of um, thing that's still ho- hovering, that low um, unemployment rate is still driving a lot of their decisions. Mm. You actually shared a really great analogy uh, with me last week on sort of how to paint a picture of all this. And it involves a parachute, but can I get you to explain that? Because I think it painted a really clear picture. Yeah. So realistically, as as we know, the um, the RBA is really trying to aim for that two to three percent inflationary rate, and 
the the way that they the biggest method of controlling that is the cash rate. Um, and the thing is that if they are too hard and fast with the cash rate, we could overshoot that two to three percent. So having a high inflation is a problem, but also is low inflation. So if we overshoot that two or three percent, um, that can cause the opposite kind of issues for our economy. So what what they are trying to do is making sure that we are kind of, we're, we're parachuting down onto that target. And if they just move the wrong thing, pull the wrong cord or, or do something that they shouldn't, we could overshoot. So they have to be really conservative. Um, at this point, the um, inflationary rate is expected to be around four to four and a half percent by the end of this year um, but it's not expected to return to three percent until mid 2025 and that's 18 months more in the future it's it, 18 months ago the RBA was saying that we would still have a 0.1 percent cash rate mm. so uh, to be able to predict 18 months in the future is a, a very difficult thing and that that's what they're really trying to be careful of yeah no thank you for sharing that I think that's I think that's a great way to say it um, and Aaron, at the end of April, Domain, which is, of course, one of Australia's biggest property websites, released its quarterly house price report, which is an analysis of house and unit prices across Australian capital cities, focusing on quarterly and yearly changes. Um, I highly recommend anyone read that if they want a really clear picture of where the market is at the moment. Um, and later this week, I'm actually sitting down with the Chief of Research and Economics, Dr. Nicola Powell, to discuss their findings further. So make sure you tune in for that this week. I guarantee that's going to be packed with some really great information. But Aaron, give me a summary of what we've kind of learned from that house price report. Uh, so one of the things that um, that Domain did point out is that inflation is decreasing faster than expected, which mm. is good. That means that we do get to that target range sooner than expected. And we can hopefully see less interest rate rises um, and potentially some interest rate cuts in the near future. But one of the other things that they did show was that prices dropping for property has started to slow, or in some cases, for example, in Sydney, it started to go in the opposite direction and prices have started to go up again. Mm. Um, so it, it really is starting to show that, okay, we, we did have that, that market correction following the boom that was um, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and we did have some price drops over the last 12 months, but we are now pretty much on the very end of that. And we're, we're about to see prices start to increase again. So it, it really is that kind of all those people who are waiting for the right time, that opportune moment. Um, that was last quarter. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if you want to get in there before everyone else does, you kind of have to start moving as soon as possible. Yeah, 100%. Thank you for that. And yeah, as I said before, we will be discussing this in further detail with Dr. Nicola Powell herself. So make sure to tune in for that. Um, Aaron, it would be, I think, remiss of us to not also touch on the recent RBA review. So what happened there? What does it mean? Um, so, yeah, so last year, the um, government organised for a review of the Reserve Bank um, and the findings of that review were handed down last month. Um, and there were a number of different factors that uh, that came out of that review that uh, the Reserve Bank is going to be acting upon. So the government has wholeheartedly endorsed um, the review's findings. Uh, to give you a bit of a background, the, the RBA itself at the moment is responsible not only for monetary policy, so that's setting the cash rate um, that we, we often talk about, mm -hmm. but they're also responsible for the termination of payment systems policy, maintaining a stable financial system, issuing our banknotes, operating the core of payment systems and providing banking services to the government. So they have quite a lot of jobs to do. Um, 
one of the major findings that came out of this review was the establishment of separate boards for monetary policy and governance of the bank. So mm-hmm. at the moment, we have the one RBA board, and they're responsible for the determination of monetary policy, so setting the cash rate. They're also responsible for the governance of the bank, making sure that the Reserve Bank of Australia is running correctly. And the one of the biggest changes from that will be that the monetary board will be separate to the governance board. And the the current board will become the governance board and a monetary board will be set up. And one of the big factors um, that will make a big difference to us is the fact that the people who are going to be set on the monetary board are going to be monetary experts. So mm-hmm. at the moment, we've got banking experts that really know how to run an RBA, um, but they're not monetary experts. And the people who are going to be on the separate monetary policy board are going to be monetary experts, both within our country and internationally. And how are people taking this review? Uh, It's going to be a good thing. The Mm -hmm. RBA welcomes it. It obviously creates a lot more structure and there's some operational um, efficiencies and things that will come out of that for them. Um, It will also hopefully mean that the decisions that are being made about our economy are made by people who are specialised in those fields. Mm -hmm. And we hopefully will see, we won't see those highs and lows that we've seen with um, our, our interest and inflation rates. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Thank you for your time today. No problem. Thank you for having me. If you found this episode or any of our episodes helpful, please make sure to share and leave a rating to help us reach more people on their investing journeys. And of course, subscribe to be notified when new episodes drop. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Investor Intelligence Podcast. You can find links to our other socials in the show notes, including a link to the Property Mentors weekly blog. If you're ready to get your property portfolio in shape for financial freedom, check out Luke's latest book, Property Fit. You can get yourself a copy at www.propertyfitbook.com.au.